0: Greetings listeners, welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast here on purephantom.com. I am Liz Prue, joined by my co-host Meg Bonney. Hello, hello. Um, and in this episode of Space Cowboys, we are breaking down season one, episode eight, barely breathing. Fun fact, Meg and I saw this live at a screening in Austin, Texas, right before South by Southwest last week followed by a Q&A with Karina McKenzie. We also got our own interview with Karina McKenzie before the screening. So check that out in um, episode 13 of our podcast. She dives into the inspiration behind Malik's, um, the inspiration behind just creating the show in general and the personal experiences she drew from. She has some amazing advice for women. Um, it was just an all-around kick-ass talk. I think.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I also like how you called our screening live, that we watched it live, because I like, in my head, it popped in my head that we were watching like a stage show version of this episode, and now I desperately want to see that.
0: I always say live screening, and it's not. So thank you for clarifying, because it was a live discussion with Karina McKenzie following a screening,
1: (laughs) right? That is all correct. That's what I meant to say. In my head, it's a musical. There are big costumes. It's very elaborate. I know. I like. It. I like I'm sorry.
0: I just yeah. I get so excited, and then you know, this is why I'm a this is why I'm a writer because I proofread things like a hundred times. I just wish I could like proof my mouth.
1: If I could proof my mouth, I like it. Okay, so like Liz said, we were at the live screening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll let it go at the screening. So Whatever. We didn't take notes during the episode because it was super dark and we were trying to like eat food and drink drinks and it was super awesome. But um, here's the like official CW recap. So sorry, I can't give you my very, very detailed, long-winded recap this week. But here's here's the um, barely breathing official recap. So with Isabel's life hanging in the balance, Liz and Michael team up and frantically search for a way to help her. Uh, Max turns to his mom, Anne, about the origins of the alien symbol that he has tattooed on his back. Alex turns the tables on his dad and goes, like, super dark. <gasps> like, Gus! Okay, so we should talk about Isabel first, because she's kind of the center of this episode, and it was a surprisingly, like, emotional episode and funny. Like, some of the Isabel moments were, like, I was shocked by how funny she was given like the gravity of her situation but her making kyle inject her with the poison and then she when she tests her powers and she's like he's like what are you doing and she's like i was trying to make you take your shirt off (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my god i love her like i just i love her every episode i love her a little more and like i don't expect her to be the humor on the show but like if you follow her on instagram she is so like Quick-witted and charming in her stories, mm-hmm. I I would, like, feel that coming through. And I think um, Karina had tweeted that one of her lines in the episode about being an influencer, like um, "bad girl Riri," I think she says. Like that was an ad lib. So it just kind of felt like we got a little more of the actress within those moments too. And her her charming little humor moments were, were my favorite part of that, like whole hospital situation. So what did you think of Isabel and Kyle? and him like did you think that was him doing it or like what were your thoughts when that happened
0: when she first or when he first did it I thought it was him for sure and then um well granted also so you guys watching this on a big screen in a movie theater it was also the pace of the episode but everything was so intense like I felt I felt it hard to be like Oh wait, what just happened? Oh God! Okay, here's what's happening. That like you know, and usually I'm taking notes. Um, there's like a proper commercial break, so everything was like a little bit faster than watching it on your TV, in my opinion.
1: That, like breath to take because there's no commercial break, and like you said, it's so loud and intense and dark, and you can't look at your phone. <laughs> it's just like all focus all the time.
0: Yeah, so I was just like, oh shit, okay, he's going for it. You know, and and granted the whole stuff with his sister or half-sister whatever kind of sister. um, Rosa was, we, um, I thought he did it for sure at first, but then, you know, it made sense that she made him do it. I think that uh, it makes sense that Isabel made him do that because she willingly put herself away because she doesn't want to hurt anyone and also because she wants to figure out what's going on with her. She's scared of herself. So maybe she's thinking if she suppresses her powers, she'll suppress that side that she's scared of and can maybe approach it with a clear head and say, okay, now maybe can I laser in and focus on what's going on with me. But then things take a turn for the worst. And she doesn't have time to do that because she dying
1: like quickly
0: Very quickly. Um, And I think the fact that she starts to deteriorate and die, um, it's forcing everyone else's true feelings to reveal themselves. Like, uh, Liz, you don't have time to stew on what Isabel did anymore. You have to, to decide whether you're going to be a scientist that's going to try and find a cure or... You know, a sister who has lost your sister to this person that's dying, you know, and we've we've seen that metaphor before where Kyle is helping her we or um no, it's in the same episode actually, where Kyle helps her, and she's like, "Why are you helping me when you know what I've done?" And he's like, "I'm a doctor, you know, my job is to make sure people live, and that's what I love about Kyle is that Kyle knows who he is. he's not someone that, um, I think his only conflict right now is whether or not he like breaks his become, yeah, his doctor code. Yeah. Like being a doctor helped him become a better person. That's what catapulted him into being who he is today and not that stuck up jock from high school. And so when someone challenges that, that's where he gets super upset and defensive. Like when Maine's challenged it, He was like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. Like that's Dr. Confidentiality. Like he takes that very, very seriously. And I think that says a lot about his character.
1: I love him. I love Kyle. I love that moment that you just mentioned between him and Isabel. It's just like such a soft, quiet moment where he's basically like, I know what you've done, but that's not going to stop me from trying to save you. And like when you walk through that door your basically like your sins are erased because all that matters is you are my patient and I feel like that was such a sigh of relief for Isabel because she when she walked through that door it was just everything all the weight of what she had done was crashing on her and like she doesn't almost doesn't feel like she's worthy of being saved until he kind of says that and it was just such a sweet moment and I love Kyle and I love his growth and I love the idea that high school douchebags can grow up to be hot doctors who will save your life and have like a moral code. <laughs> I'm a big fan.
0: Right? <laughs> Huge fan of that. Um, we actually have a quote from Karina, the showrunner, of course, um, on Kyle, alluding to what you just said. Um, hold on. Let me pull up the exact quote. I had to pull, I had to close all my tabs because I had so many tabs open. So let me reopen this bad boy. Um, Karina said on our podcast, again, this is the episode right before this episode. Um, what? 13. Yes. Right. Episode 13. I can't keep track. We have so many, um,
1: 14. 14.
0: This is episode 15. What we're recording now. Yes. Yes. Episode 14 of space cowboys podcast. Um, Karina said she loves Michael Trevino's character, Kyle Valenti, so much, saying, I think we should allow people to change, apologize for what they've done, move forward, and not always carry the burden of mistakes they've made in the past. I love that. That's cute. Mm -hmm.
1: Hopefully we can apply that same sort of forgiveness to Isabel, even though, like, obviously hers has a lot more dire consequences than just being a total like fuck boy in high school mm-hmm. um, and kind of, you know, homophobic and how he, we didn't really get to see exactly what he did with Alex, but we kind of got an idea that he maybe like called him something or said something behind his back and Alex found out. So I don't know. I feel like that whole idea that you can change and grow and be forgiven. Hopefully that is something that we can apply to Isabel going forward. Cause I really like where her character's going. Um, I, I'm not I'm I'm hoping that she can I'm certain she will be but I'm hoping like it won't take too long to save her after they like anointed her in silvers and shoved her in a ball
0: yeah let's talk about that so Michael and Liz obviously team up to find a solution um this is shortly after Liz found her creative headspace with wine and Alanis Morissette
1: love that that was, that was
0: great that was a good moment Um, I love how, (laughs) remember I told you, I was like, the only thing that I'm finding unbelievable about this show is that she had time to change her hoops. (laughs)
1: She's like, hold up, I gotta change my earrings. I gotta
0: change my earrings. But that also says a lot about Liz Orteco, and that's why we love her. You need different hoops for different occasions.
1: It's true. Mm -hmm. You gotta dress the part, like she wanted to channel Rosa. Rosa, sorry. Rosa. Rosa. Um, And I, I loved the team up because you know they're so brilliant in their own little realms like I hadn't really thought of putting Michael with Liz to solve a problem like they're kind of unstoppable and I think he says that or she says that like between the two of them like he is so smart I mean dude is building or crafting or whatever he's doing a freaking spaceship and found a way to like extract some of the essence of the pod like he's so smart and then She's got, like, her book learning, you know, she went to school, mm-hmm. she's a scientist, she she knows, like, all of that stuff and can apply it to what she sort of, like, what he sort of knows about aliens. So, like, together, they can figure out what's going on with the aliens. They can kind of use their shared biology info and, you know, come up with some conclusions. And hopefully that will be the key to saving Isabel. But I love them working together because you didn't really see them together up until this point only like i don't know maybe a few throwaways like when he was threatening her in the in the crashdown cafe i loved that interaction for many different reasons but like mm-hmm. actually having them work together was really cool i liked that a lot
0: i know it was it was cool to see well and you don't realize how much a lot of these characters aren't together it was like oh i actually haven't seen any interactions really between those two and i like it Mm-hmm. Um. Agreed. Yeah, you just kind of said it all there.
1: Well, f- well, thanks, Liz. I want more of it. <laughs> I want more. Yeah. Um, also, like, I know that they moved the airstream, but like, how many damn bunkers are in Roswell? Like, he's got a bunker under his airstream, where it's like in the junkyard now. But that's not where he started. He was like living at the crash site initially, I think.
0: I wonder if there's, I mean, this probably, I don't see why this would really be super necessary, but I wonder if there's some sort of like, um, connection between all the bunkers because it's a hub for the military. Obviously there was a lot of stuff going on when the crash happened in 1947. So maybe all of the different bunkers are connected somehow. Um, or maybe all of them are hiding a specific piece of the spaceship, like how the bunker at Alex's cabin had a piece. I mean, it, I, it most likely was put there by Sheriff Valenti, but still that had a piece. Then of course we have the bunker that Mains has. Then we have this new bunker that Michael has. So maybe they're somehow connected.
1: You get a bunker, and you get a bunker.
0: You get a bunker. You get a candle. <laughs> That's so well, good. What's that? Um, Tina Fey when she hosted the Golden Globes with Amy Poehler like four years ago or something. One of my favorite jokes was when she said, "Oprah Winfrey is here. Um, she's put a cranberry candle underneath all your seats." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love them. Oh,
0: so good. Just like, you know, so simple, yet so effective.
1: Very effective. It's great writing.
0: Voice. I know, oh. right? Um, okay, so what about, speaking of how these bunkers might be connected, let's talk about how maybe all of these tattoos slash symbols slash sketches are connected of – um the little the little circle tattoo with the little lines on it it looks like it's got some different maybe moon phases the circles oh. might be different moon phases i don't know um my thought before max's mom was introduced was that he knew what that symbol meant but it was confirmed in this episode that it was just something that he sketched and uh, – or no, it was confirmed last episode that it was something that he sketched. And when he was drunk, like we talked about in our previous recap, he was, you know, incoherent a little bit. And that's when he got it tattooed. Uh, what's his face? You know, I'm going to say Wade again.
1: Is it Wade? Who's Wade?
0: The bad guy. Wyatt? Wyatt. Oh, I Wyatt did it Long. again. Wyatt Long. Wyatt <laughs> Long. I'm not even going to edit it out this time. Why long?
1: <laughs> Deal with it, everyone.
0: Actually, oh, I might have edited it out of the last podcast. Whatever, guys. Okay. I kept calling him no, Wade.
1: Liz, Liz is very pregnant and very much, <laughs> so. is confusing all of their names. Like, the oh, first her pregnancy we get in these, like, recaps and podcasts, I'm noticing it more and more. I'm so trying so hard. Forgive her. She's growing a human.
0: Oh, hard. I had six breadsticks before this. Okay. Get it. Wyatt (laughs) drew the symbol when he was not conscious or unconscious, when he wasn't aware he was doing it. Um, We've also seen the symbol on the body of the person, the autopsy. Yes. So, I mean, what does this symbol mean? And then when Max asks his mother this, she says that other boy in the foster home was writing it all over the walls, meaning Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on? What are your thoughts?
1: What does this mean? Um, I have lots of thoughts about Anne only because like
0: – Anne being why, the mother.
1: Sorry, yes, Max's mother. Mm-hmm. Just being like, oh, that one's not worthy of my home. Like, I, you know, it just got my walls painted. Like, why would you just leave that poor kid – who is clearly terrified. Like, she confirms that they did not speak, and they didn't seem to, like, know English. And then one day, they just started talking. So, like, clearly, they're all in the same boat. I just, I feel like that's so cruel that she was just like, "Mm, I'll take the two that aren't causing property damage. Sorry, little Michael. Like, I thought that was so mean. But the fact that he was drawing it at that age, like, when they first were you know discovered and there's three of them and there's three pods like I feel like there is a significant something to do with the three of them or the number three or the the fact that there's like three circles in it because does he say something in this episode or did we just decide in a theory because obviously we watched this last when we were at the screening um but does he say something does Michael say something about what he thinks that symbol means do you remember?
0: I don't think he does,
1: okay um, I, I can't remember
0: go. him saying anything i I do vaguely remember him not saying that he doesn't remember doing that,
1: okay
0: um but or alluding to that fact, but you also have me thinking now, what if Anne was manipulated into not taking Michael?
1: Oh, like he was kind of. Like he maybe he had possessed a little more information than the other two, and like whoever this influencer alien, if that theory is cracked, of ours kind of prevented her from doing it, or maybe even Isabel herself was like, "F this dude, <laughs> leave his ass behind."
0: I know, right? Like who knows? But maybe I don't know that we should completely put all the blame on Anne for not taking Michael with. Because she didn't even say that that's your sibling, like, blood sibling. She didn't even allude to the fact that she knew that, which she was interesting. She
1: doesn't know him at all. Like, like she doesn't connect them at all. But, like, I don't know. I find that all really weird. I can't wait to see more of Michael's backstory. I know he was in foster care, and he had, obviously, like, a lot rougher of a childhood. But it's weird that Anne doesn't know him.
0: At all, like, the or that her kids even talk to him.
1: Right, and, like, they consider him their brother. It's, like, clearly they are living such a double life and kind of always have. Obviously, we know that they are from the alien stuff, Mm -hmm. but, like, the fact that, like, even in high school, like, she didn't, I feel like my mom at least knew of all of my friends. So it's, like, she's got some sort of block with him or something. I think you might be on to something there. Oh, can we talk I'm, I'm about I'm doing Alex? the
0: nose thing. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Alex. Okay. So, that escalated quickly. Um,
1: I thought that was, like, a dream. Like, I him, you know, bashing his dad with his crutch, or whatever he used. I was like, oh, maybe he's just dreaming. Because it seems like quite the leap for him. But, no. Like, he went full-on dark side, and, like, put his dad in a bunker, and and hacked his computer stuff. So I wonder if... Do you remember um, when Mimi was talking about, like, if you touch it, you the darkness will get in or whatever? So, like, maybe that's something to do with it? Or he's just, like, straight-up had enough? I don't know. It felt like it didn't feel quite authentically Alex. But it did... I don't know. It was weird. What did you think of that?
0: I think that you might be right in the fact that when he found that piece of the ship in the bunker underneath the cabin, it maybe had an influence and there's a reason that Maria's mom Mimi was meant to say, Hey, when you touch it, you know, you go dark, yada, yada, yada it can consume you. So maybe it does, or maybe it forces you to act on your deepest impulses because if we, I mean, if we look at Alex, he went to war, like he was, in it. So when you see him at the computer and he's hacking and he's like telling his dad to leave, he's not doing it like a supervillain because he has his own agenda. He's doing it because he wants his dad to leave because he's hurting people. So I do think, like you said, it, it fit Alex, but something wasn't right. Something was a little off. Um, I don't know.
1: You did. It felt like, like, one step further than Alex would have normally gone. But didn't – I don't know. It felt like even when he learned about the aliens, like, he didn't seem that shocked about it. I don't know. I feel like it's time for you to unveil your theory upon our podcast listeners.
0: Ooh, you're right. (gasps) Okay, so Maine's didn't seem that shocked. He tried to rationalize with them. He wasn't begging for anything. He was complying more or less. So our new theory is that, remember in the 1947 flashback, when we see a heart orb light up offspring thing being pulled from what we assume is a human body or maybe an alien body, we don't know. What if that baby is actually Alex Maines?
1: I love that theory. Well, that's, if, if that's a baby and not just like.
0: If that's a baby. Yeah. So a couple things have to happen. That has to be a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if it is a baby, it's Alex. And the reason we think this is because, um, and I want to be careful about how I, how I outline this theory, because we were saying that Maybe Maines doesn't hate Alex because he's not the son that he, you know, wanted. You know, he's gay, he's, um, you know, he was a punk rocker, uh, all that aside. What if he has this angst and just this disapproval towards Alex because he's an alien, but he's also conflicted because he raised him and that's his son? I don't know, but I also don't want to discredit the writers in saying like there isn't sometimes there isn't a reason people are terrible you know they're just terrible like yes we want redemption for people yes we want um people to become better but it also presents this conflict or issue of if people are racist or if they're homophobic can they completely flip a coin is there a reason behind that like do we want to put the fact that Alex is an alien as not justification for Maine's hating him, but as the reason Maine hate, Mains hates him. Because we don't want to cloud the fact in the real world that there are people out there that are homophobic. What he did to him was wrong. Beating Alex was, or beating Michael was wrong. Um, making him feel bad for being gay is wrong. Um, so I don't know. And maybe Maine's beat Michael up because he knew he was an alien, not because he was upset that they were gay. But again, I don't want to discredit what uh, message the writers are trying to show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was kind of a barf, but do you get what I mean?
1: I do, because it could just be that Maine's is a monster because monsters exist and he he shouldn't get, if he is, you know, truly just a homophobic monster he shouldn't get a justification for his behavior. And I agree. Right. But But I love
0: this theory. I know. But also on the other side, I really like this theory. So, but he can be both too. He can be both. Maybe he's, you know, maybe that's just another added layer to why. Um, And I'm sure if that is, they would still address it. Like, um, you know, I can already see the, the monologue now of, alex if he is an alien discovering that saying you didn't hate me because i'm an alien you hated me because i'm gay or blah 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 blah. like they're not going to make it just about the alien thing because the show is just using the supernatural elements as metaphors for the the more important and significant messages
1: well said all right so the moment you told me this theory Mm -hmm. my little my little brain got working um, an hour
0: ago. An hour ago, We've
1: got more to lay down for you. Um, so I love this theory. I love first of all that the alien whatever is a baby and not a pancreas, and that with your theory that Mains raised Alex to be. I like to think in this last hour that he was raising him to be a weapon. Yes, and that he could not control him and that's also why he's like you know f this like i hate him i'm going to treat him terribly he's also you know not the soldier boy i wanted him to be and also he sends him off to war and it kind of seems like he's gone for about 10 years and the span he's gone Isabel's fine but when he comes back and rosa comes back like we kind of kept linking or not rosa sorry it was a very meme moment um, when Liz comes back. So we keep linking a lot of the Isabel stuff to Rosa and Liz. But what if it's Alex? And what if it's he's the other alien? And somehow, like, him coming back has been triggering her blackout issue. And that's the reason him and Michael are so, like, drawn to each other. And that he was so easily able to find that piece in the wall. There's just, like... Because, like, he looked at that symbol, and he sat on the lamp, and then he punched a wall. It just felt like he had a feeling that that was a thing, and, like, that he wasn't shocked when he was more, like, pissed off that he was targeting Michael versus, like, oh, aliens are real, you know? I love it. I love it, Liz. That's
0: what, that's the cherry on top we needed. You just, you nailed it. I think that that has to be it. And he's super-duper smart, um, which seems to be a trait. You know, he's a hacker. Uh, they kind of had these this more like heightened intelligence. What if his injury from war was an attempt to take him out?
1: Ooh, like you know, they, they wanted him. They wanted to send him away, and they wanted to get rid of him because he was like a failed experiment. But he didn't die.
0: And the fact that Mains is leaving to go to this other quote unquote base. You know, this is segueing into our next point about Cameron. He's going because he's like, no, we need, I, he's a, because he's observing. He's like, okay, Alex is now starting to do XX and X. All right, well, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I have an eagle eye here, Cameron, who's going to report back to me. And I'm framing her by saying I can release her sister, who she feels super guilty about putting in jail. So, Maines is still super sketchy, but. I really, really think you're on to something. I think this could be um, it.
1: You do, yeah. Because he said he tells Cameron to watch Alex, not Max. Right? right? Am I remembering that correctly?
0: I think I think it was.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Obviously, like people listening to this podcast are going to think we're idiots because they will have just watched the episode. But we, a little behind the curtain, we record our podcasts prior to the episode when we've seen the episode. So. Yes. This one we just happened to have seen at the screening, so And it's Not been a week.
0: Fresh. It's been a week, so almost a week. So we're trying to keep this super fresh. But that means we've had more time to stew on theories. So you're welcome.
1: And I I love that theory. And I want I'm really excited to see going forward what Alex is going to do, like how his interactions with everyone are gonna change because Maines has presumably been keeping some sort of file on everyone he was he had cameras everywhere and like you you could see he had a camera on Isabel, her waiting room like he has clearly targeted all of like the main characters and now alex knows that so like how will his interactions with his friends change i think the only person that's not really affected by it that we know of is maria but if we go back to one of our um other podcasts where we talked about Mimi and like what Mimi knows, he might already be monitoring her too. So I'm really curious to see how Alex is going to be with everyone. And like, if he's still going to have that little edge that we saw in this episode. Well, I don't know.
0: Well, I think the only thing we really have left to cover is Isabel now being in the egg. Um, how long do we expect her or the pod pod-ish, egg, pod ish egg egg shaped pod um did you see how i quickly
1: good recovery good recovery
0: (laughs) the egg-shaped pod the egg-shaped pod uh how long do you think she'll be in there
1: hopefully not like super long i'm thinking like an episode or two but like she'll still be in the mix because max without her like doesn't do great Also, oh, wait. Oh, my God. I totally forgot to tell you this theory in relation to Max and Isabel because we hadn't gotten to them yet. So the symbol, I was looking at it the other day because I have no life, apparently. (laughs) And one of them, it looks like it has two in it. And then another one, like, circle-y things. And then the other one has, like, one. And then the other one, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. But, like, what if it's Max and Isabel are, like, the two? And then Michael is the one? And then whatever the other alien is, is the other symbol. Alex! It's Alex mine. Sorry, I forgot to drop that one. It doesn't really go with anything else, but I had to, had to get it out there in the world. Um, no, that's a
0: good point. That's a really, really good observation. Because, I mean, it has to mean them, obviously. Um,
1: yeah, because they're so bound. And I feel like Max without Isabel, it's going to be weird because – he's not going to be able to just be like, hey, my old life, let's get back to it. He's probably going to spend a lot of time there. I'm sure um, Michael and Liz are going to be there a lot trying to figure out, like, how to save her. So I think we're going to get a lot of, like, Max-Liz cave talks, you know, kind of bonding over the fact of losing their sister, you know, each losing a sister, possibly losing a sister, and, like, that whole jam. And then maybe through all of, like, what's happening, we will get to see some answers on Isabel. Like, I know they're just in the immediate future trying to save her, but maybe through all of this actually, like, looking under the hood, can figure out why she was having blackouts and all of that. And also, we need to just shout out to Nathan Parsons. Nathan Parsons. Nathan Parsons! How good were those scenes when he's just, like, trying to save her and he's just that desperation and how much love he has for his sister, I loved that. He's a
0: good crier.
1: He really is. Like, mm-hmm. I got a little like teary-eyed while eating my buffalo cauliflower in the screening. <laughs> like, <laughs> crunch, crunch. <laughs> oh.
0: I loved it. Oh, I loved it in the feelsy way you're supposed to love it. It was just like, oh God, this is breaking my heart. I think. Um, you see, now you made me think of something else. What if? Alex somehow comes into the cave and it activates something like with the pods or
1: that, that would be like kind of going with the symbol. Like what if Max and Isabel were in the same pod and the other one is actually like whoever that woman was the, with the baby. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. See, now we're, like, theories on theories on theories. But I, I love- know. It's
0: theories on theories. Be- and I think that just because all those pods are there doesn't mean they're all, like, related, you know? Right. So maybe Alex, you know, isn't really technically related to alien relation to Max and Isabel. They were just all each other has. Because I don't think they'd bring in, like, an inbred thing where if Alex is an alien, he's, like, related to them. Kind I don't of- that. Yeah, they no, I don't think.
1: Let's leave that over there.
0: There ain't no Targaryen is going on with this, but I think it um but but that'll have to be explained. So I'm I'm anxious to see how that'll happen. I'm excited.
1: I'm sure like Liz can look at their DNA or whatever she does. She's gonna science it up and be like and be you're, like, you're really fine. Bone on.
0: <laughs> Get it. Yay! Well, I thought this was an awesome episode and we knew it was going to be a little bit more action packed because the episode prior seemed to be setting the stage for something big to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just real excited. We want y'all to tweet your theories to us. Um, at pure underscore fandom. We're tr- tr- still trying to get that underscore out, but <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Um, fun fact at pure fandom on Twitter was a handle for a sports blog ten years ago that hadn't tweeted in seven years. We finally got them to shut that handle down, but now they won't give us the handle.
1: Oh, politics
0: It's very frustrating, but now I'm a little attached to the underscore. I just you know,
1: mhm I'm with you We're um, even
0: trademarked, like we paid for that tm
1: yes, we did with it's op- legit and blood, sweat, and tears, and
0: theory. yeah. <laughs> and theories. So you're welcome, guys. We take this very seriously. Indeed. Um, did I miss anything? I didn't do my plugs.
1: No, plug on.
0: Follow Brad and Court Talk. Uh, that is our hit podcast on the Safa Network shows. They are recapping one erp Earp, Siren. Um, oh, Court is also podcasting or was podcasting up until the finale. The hit news show Manifest with Madeline, our once upon a time forever expert. Those are some really great recaps. Um, I know I've been talking about a new podcast, Remembers, our Game of Thrones podcast episode for a while, but two nights ago, we finally finished the edit for the new episode on Jamie Lannister, which is super good. Um, my goal is to get that out ASAP. We've just been doing so many podcasts lately. We also had a live Captain Marvel podcast at Flix House here in Indianapolis last week. And if you haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, go see it in general just because it's awesome. But Mm -hmm. take a peek at that podcast here on SoundCloud, or you can find the video on our Facebook page. We did a Facebook live where we talk about her powers, how she fits into the MCU, Avengers Endgame. It's like a quick 15-minute let's get pumped up. Podcast.
1: That's very good. And we just spoke to the ATX founders. We um, we did a podcast with them, and we talk all about TV and the festival. And, and that was a really good one. That's up there too on the SoundCloud.
0: Yes, check that out. Um, I think I put it under our Space Cowboys playlist. So if you guys follow the playlist, it's on there. And obviously our. Interview with Karina McKenzie, the episode before this. Make sure you listen. It is so good. And I think that's it for now.
1: Yeah. So get your geek on. Tweet us your theories because obviously, like, we're spiraling and we love it. And we want to know what you think, especially about, like, baby Alex mains and being an alien and not a pancreas. And I don't actually know what a pancreas looks like, but, you know, an organ. hashtag
0: not a pancreas pancreas. (laughs) so
1: yeah tweet us your theories at pure underscore fandom and we will talk to you next time